Value Town is a production of ChamMV TV. Find out all show information and details at ChamMV.tv. Value Town is directly supported by listeners like yourself via patreon.com slash valuetown. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 128 of Value Town. I'm Jan Man V, and today I'm joined, of course, by Jackie. What's up? Hey, I'm good. Good, man. <laughs> I love the shirt, man. You've got that Hawaiian crazy shirt day going. Yeah, no, normally on Wednesday, I have Wacky Wednesday where right. I like played X by my viewers, and so yeah. I try and wear wacky stuff. But, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> so is the wardrobe Rodan level or no? Oh, no, it's nowhere near Frodo's level. But uh, I would actually like to get more stuff like this. This is pretty much my only, like, super wacky shirt. Yeah, okay. I need okay. more. I need more. <laughs> well, we're joined today by our guest, Gara, who's... It's been a while, actually, since we've had you on. So um, welcome to the show, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, uh, lots to talk about today, and I figured it would be a great time to have, have you on, Gara, to speculate about the new expansion, what we think is... Uh, in store for us tomorrow, I believe, is when the big announcement is. So, um, the, the announcement of the announcement. The announcement of the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I have the topic bar here. We're going to mix, we're going to actually jump around a little bit given that um, I decided to rearrange some of the topics. But uh, we're going to start off with some news. And um, actually, let's just talk about the expansion first. So, yeah, the announcement of the announcement, uh, it's going to be happening in Shanghai. So it's it's going to be Shanghai time. <laughs> this is prime time Shanghai time, which is basically early, super early in the morning for us. Uh, so I believe it is going to be at 10 p.m. my time. So that's like 3 p- 3 a.m. your time, Gara, tomorrow. Or, okay. yeah, I, I believe it's tomorrow. So um, they're going to be doing some type of expansion announcement. What do you guys think it's going to be? Um... I think that the timing is very good, I think, for uh, an expansion announcement. And the expansion should come out, I think, next month, around the 15th. I think it was roughly the same last time. When was it? In uh, March, when they announced Ungoro? Yeah. For it, April it, 15th yeah. right, or 16th. Yeah. Right. And 16th, I think, yeah. So I, I think they will announce, I'll show a trailer from the new expansion, like what the team will be, mm-hmm. like just a normal expansion trailer. And then we will be disappointed when we see the date that it's like still <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. the same last time, right? <laughs> okay, so you think that they're going to have a similar trailer. Hopefully it's not this crazy Ngoro oh, no. set that was like a campsite or whatever. <laughs> but um, So oh. they're going to be showing cards, right? Uh, maybe previewing about, what, 15 to 20 cards, I think was what they did last time. And 15 then, to 20, that's quite a lot. That's, that's a lot. Was I, yeah, I, I, I thought there'd be like three or <laughs> four or something. Like, oh, that's how many? Like, like Kazakas and Patches and nothing But else. wasn't that what was they did last fair? time? It was a lot last it, time. It was it was a lot. On, the very, on the very first. Really? Yeah, yeah. It I was, it was around five. 
No, no, no. You guys are not 15? remembering. Right? I could have sworn. Like, oh, oh no, you know what? I'd be, well, I'd be very happy with fifteen. Maybe I'm maybe I'm what? confusing the last video with the first one. Okay, yeah, maybe it was just five or six. Okay, yeah. But um But they showed really cool ones, I think. Yeah, they showed some pretty sweet ones last time, I believe. Well, I, mean, I think it what wasn't Elise like one of the first cards they, they showed. Yeah, I think Elise was one of the first one. Uh, did they show the quests at that time? I, I forget if they showed a quest. They, they showed quest. The, the priest quest. Oh, yeah. the priest quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, the priest quest. <laughs> so if yeah, they show great cool one, cards, guys. <laughs> yeah. If they show cool cards, we can expect that not the entire expansion will look like that. Yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> That's true. I think kind of one reason I can tell that the last expansion has been a really good expansion is that right now I'm not kind of. I'm not thinking, oh, I'm really desperate for a new expansion. Come yeah. wait, like I'm still experimenting with all, all the kind of cards we've we've got from the last expansion, and there's still loads of stuff to try out. So I like I'm, I'm very happy there's a new expansion, but it's That's why like, we love I'm you, still, Jackie. Still fun. <laughs> and guys, same with cards. Both of you guys, I think, are are very good yeah. with experimenting with cards and continuing to to brainstorm and deck tech and all that good stuff. So it's good. It's great to hear. I mean, for me, it's a little bit like that too. I feel like this new expansion, I feel like going into it, there are things that they can add on, you know, to this last expansion, you know, maybe improve just throwing anything out there. Some of the quests that have not been used at all that, um, that might not be too powerful if they are good, you know, just things like that. I can see them trying to enhance those as well as adding new stuff where in the past ones, you know, most of it was like, okay, either you just completely uh, improve a class or you just like keep improving a class that's already super good, you know, that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm very eager to see what they do, particularly, we're, we're about to talk about the Q&A, but particularly with like Warlock and Hunter and things like that. Yeah, I think they did that for, for the like last expansion that they made like Kazakus better and Enzov. They like added yeah. more definitely means yeah. like when when they saw that these gods didn't get uh, didn't see that much play and then they mm -hmm. added like new cards. Yeah. yeah, I think one of the one of the things that they need to be well, probably one of the most difficult things about this upcoming expansion is it's probably very easy to accidentally make one of the quests too strong. Like mage, for example, yeah. if you give mage slightly too good stuff, mage quest could just obliterate everything. And same with various other quests so that's something i'm definitely gonna be looking out for like making sure the quests are still not too op yeah it was almost like what happened with this expansion where only some of the quests were viable was mission accomplished right or something that they were maybe hoping for but i have this feeling that there will be some other quests that that become viable whether it's Oh, man, maybe it's Hunter. Maybe Life Coach eventually <laughs> will be right <laughs> with the whole Life Coach or the whole Hunter quest. Or but which quest feels like balanced when it's viable from all the quests? Uh, like the, so many people are complaining also about the Taunt Warrior quest. I think it's like for I think that's viable. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely viable, and I felt like it's kind of balanced, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of people hate um, the RNG aspect and how the quest works. Well, so it yeah. seems very difficult to balance those quests. Yeah, well, those quests, you know, we're going to get into this in a second, but, what, but we might as well talk about it a little bit. I feel like the taunt quest, you know, the warrior quest, is, it's not exactly the same, clearly, as, like, the rogue quest, but in a way, it's, like, that type of quest done better, meaning that, you know, if the warrior gets to Sulfurus, 
generally he's yeah. going to end the game, right? And the road quest is the same way. If you, you know, if you finish, you get to the caverns below, you're going to finish the game. It's just with the road quest, you finish the game on turn six, you know, turn yeah, seven. Yeah, I, I really want to point that out, like how big that difference is. I think the time to complete the quest is yeah so much longer and you can really it gives you time to prepare right to draw cards to set up like you know a, a hand a board and a play style but against a course a quest from rogue mm-hmm. oftentimes they completed on turn three and you just can't do anything about it it's yeah, yeah it's it's, very... it's definitely frustrating but um we'll, we'll get into that in a second because yeah. the q a is right after this uh so expansion i mean is that what we guys expect just about six cards do you think they'll announce cards throughout the tournament? Because you know they're doing this right before HCT to get people to watch HCT, the championship. Um, do you think they'll uh, do some during the, the tournament too? I I don't think they will, but uh, they might do. Maybe at the end. Like maybe at the end they'll like show something else. Oh, you think so? Uh, okay. Yeah. What, what also could be that they announce something cool, like a new feature in the game. It's. I think the chance is small, small, but Blizzard likes to, you know, blow you away sometimes. Mm-hmm. Blow you away. <laughs> yeah, like a tournament mode or whatever. You know? Man, so, okay, now you're reaching, buddy. <laughs> you're totally reaching now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they're gonna release three new classes. <laughs> they kept it secret for so long. Maybe like a new uh, hero portrait or something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, they, like... they they might say something about oh, the yeah. P- the PVE aspect, right? We actually have a. An adventure mode oh, yeah. in this one too, so they they could touch on that also. But the biggest question is what the theme is going to be, because a lot of people still are speculating it's going to be, or they're guessing that's going to be Lich King. What do you guys think? It's hard to when you look at that. The last expansion was Umgoro, right? It's such a random thing, and before that it was like Mean Streets of Gadget Sun. So it can literally be anything, uh, Hearthstone or Warcraft related. So it's it's really like a shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. Lich King is like such a big thing. I don't know. Then maybe maybe they could do something huge like that. Yeah, I never I never actually played World of Warcraft, so I don't know much about <laughs> the lore and <laughs> that kind of thing. So I would have no idea as well. But I like Gadgeton no <laughs> was just such a random town, you know, yeah. in the, in, on a continent. It's like to make a an anti expansion around that city. It's just. Who would expect hey, that? Genjizan was the little town that was at the bottom of the mountain on, on uh, Ironforge, right? Like that that tiny town by the. No, Genjizan was on Kalimdor, it's on the Orc it? continent. Oh, okay. it was like a neutral I'm town. I'm thinking of a different town. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but it's really. It's been like, a while since I played WoW. So. <laughs> it's so random. Yeah. But that's what they also said, right? They want to want to do like cool, fun stuff with Hearthstone, right? Um, also surrounding the expansions, mm-hmm. like having cool teams. So Lich King is maybe... Oh, they're also... Another hint was they said that Whispers of the Old Gods was like the darkest team they will do for a long time. And oh, Lich King yeah. is, I think, darker than dark. Whispers of the Old... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I would point. expect something a little bit more fun. All right. Well, there goes the Lich King. <laughs> Guess <laughs> who knows? No, I, 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 I mean, we'll find out in about fifteen hours or whatever. So, I guess not nothing to nothing to really sweat about. It'll be interesting. I can't wait to at least see what the theme will be and and even just get a glimpse of it. But um, yeah, I think this. You guys think it's still going to be five weeks until the thing comes out? 
I wonder. Definitely. Yeah. You think definitely? Okay. Wouldn't it be cool if yeah, they said, they... "Hey guys, it's out next <laughs> week." They would never do that, right? That, that would never actually. Everyone would go crazy. I mean, they the, did the, the hype and the build-up is part of the reason to do it, right? The, the hype and kind of getting people engaged and kind of getting yeah. people building the excitement is. Yeah, pre-order. yeah, pre-ordering is always one month yeah. before, right? Yeah, so true. It has to be at least one month. True. Let's see if we can get a sale too. That has to do with the new packs, you know, not the uh, existing pack. That would be pretty. But awesome. if you also do the maths, they they will release two expansions this year, right? And half of the year is already gone yeah so. i mean it'll be announced at blizzcon right whatever that that third one will be announced at blizzcon and then released in december that's usually what okay. they do, do yeah yeah so it has to be soon when, you know whenever it is it's definitely got to be yeah. within you know early august i would say yeah definitely early august for sure yeah all right well let's move on let's talk about the developer or the live uh developer q a that happened on friday and uh ben brode and mike donay got online with us and answered a bunch of questions. Uh, we actually got a question in, even though they phrased it as Chan Man asked. It was, it was supposed to be a value-ton question. <laughs> but we had a, um, you know, there was a ton of questions I was asked. There was a Reddit post that actually summarized a bunch of it. So I figured I would just kind of uh, show that and kind of go through some of the things that um, they're talking about. So the first thing they addressed was, of course, why nerf Quest Rogue, just given that the timing of the Q&A had a lot to do, or it was the same week as the Quest Rogue nerf. And um, they said something that was kind of interesting, which was despite the win rate not being that high, or unlike most other decks that have been nerfed in the past, the win rates and the play rates didn't really line up <laughs> meaning like normally when the win rates are super high the play rates are super high but in yeah. this particular case the win rate wasn't necessarily super high yet people were playing it a ton and that yeah. was still making it a problem <laughs> so that was that, that, interesting that frustrated me the most actually when i played leather whenever i face a quest stroke i'm like it doesn't make sense like the meta was so <laughs> anti anti quest stroke why are so many people playing it, <laughs> it didn't make sense that's true that's true yeah, what do you think about that, Jackie? I mean, Quest Rogue, um, why do yeah, people like I to mean, play it if it's not winning? Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, it's it's kind of... I mean, I don't think it was... To be fair, I didn't play that much Quest Rogue, but a lot of people were saying it was like a quite... It was quite a high skill cap deck, like, fairly, and I can see why it would be a fun deck to play, like, bouncing everything back to your hand and then suddenly getting five fives, like... But it's just so uninteractive to play against. Like, it, it is literally... You're playing an aggro deck, you're going to beat the quest rogue. You're playing anything else, you're going to lose to the quest rogue. And it's just like just having matchups like that where you know you're going to win or lose is terrible. So yeah. it's great they nerfed it, but I'm actually, I actually kind of had a, have a feeling that it might not be dead and gone. Like quest rogue might still be a thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Man. I, I, maybe I, like maybe like slightly slower because obviously it will mm-hmm. take longer to complete the quest. Right. But still, you still get the the benefit of five everything being a five five is insane so maybe a slightly slower list definitely with like talk reapers in i don't know we'll see also another thing why so many people could be playing quest rogue is because of the counter queuing like a lot of people try to counter queue another just because of the mmr change you're very likely to face the same opponent you just played against just because of the small mmr difference and quest rogue is such a counter deck to control decks so I can see that a lot of people have a quest stroke, you know, as a secondary deck. As soon as they lose to like a control paladin, a control warrior, J druid, they try to queue their quest stroke as a counter into their deck. It's like they're losing still a lot if they don't hit that. 
but this is maybe why so many people are still playing crystal I yeah and i i agree with you jackie i i think that people will just tweak it the knee-jerk reaction is to not play it right everybody's like oh it's done it's like an extra turn that's like terrible for request rogue yeah. but what should be the natural reaction is just to adjust a few cards to make that extra turn possibly you know, not dying because of that extra turn uh you know a lot less likely so um i would would not be surprised if there was a a new variation of quest rogue that is probably more in line with what we want power wise for quest rogue still good against control but um is is going to be not ridiculous getting the quest done in turn four yeah know? when you look at the most popular version you already run igneous elemental if yeah. you draw firefly and igneous elemental this is already free of the fire plumes yeah you only need to bounce back them twice it's yeah. It's still good. Edge. There's still, there's yeah. definitely still scenarios where you can still do it very quickly, but um, yeah. And I guess that begs the question again: Should they have changed that? We talked this a little bit, but Gara, what do you think? Should they have changed the mana cost of the reward, or should they, or did they make the right decision just changing the quest itself? I actually at the last Dreamhack Dreamhack summer, I asked a lot of pro players how they would change certain cards. And there were like very interesting different opinions. A lot of say they should make it um, not a spell, so you yeah. can't prep I mean, the quest yeah. because that makes it also much slower. Others say they should make the minions four four because um, five five puts the minions out of range of a lot of AOE spells like Alchemist Circle, Flame Strike. It's like a big big difference that they have five uh, HP. Also, it makes the the push, like the, you always push damage in chunks, you know, in five damage yeah. chunks. You only have to charge the face six times to, to kill someone. And if they're 4-4, four, four, like it really changes the damage, makes them easier to clear. And yeah, something that annoys me the most is that you can't interact with the 5-5s. Five like you can't hex them, you can't cheat yeah, them. Yeah, that you never can't silence sense. them. Yeah. yeah, like, mm. does that actually make sense? It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> like, does that actually make sense that you can't? I mean, one thing that I found weird about it is that you can't hex and sheep them, but if they play like an Edwin, then the you Edwin can, can be like bigger. Yeah. yeah. It can be like yeah. a 12, exactly. 11, 11 or something. That's that's one thing I found a bit weird because surely if they're all 5 fives forever, then it's. Well, should you be. know, and another thing they could have done is know. just every subsequent minion they play is a 5 5. Not the existing ones on the board, too. You know, and I think if it was subsequent minions, then a lot of this semantics would make more sense right now. It's just like, okay, whatever's on the boards, five, five. And then, you know, you have all the transformation doesn't matter. And all the, all the stuff, yeah. just, it doesn't make sense. Right. So this is um, the definition of non-interactive. But anyways, okay. So quest rogue, we're, you know, just, I guess we can move on from there. Since there's, it's been discussed ad nauseum. Uh, the next thing that I think was interesting, and you guys just jump in if you guys see anything else. I think the next thing that was interesting was um, <laughs> their answer to primor- the primordial glyph was <laughs> was kind of hard to understand, but uh, I'm not sure they really answered that one that great. But they did mention something about Freeze Mage, which somebody asked whether um, you know Freeze Mage, what they thought about Freeze Mage, and you know if they thought it was a good thing. Freeze Mage, for those of you maybe just getting into Hearthstone, has been around forever. I mean, it's been here since beta. Like, the very first BlizzCon tournament, Breckful played a Freeze Mage in, in the, the show match exhibition that they had at, at, at BlizzCon. And um, Freeze Mage has kind of come in and out of the meta, but it's never been just outright gone. It's, it's evolved over time. 
Um, it used to be crazy powerful, and over time, it's just gotten a little bit less powerful, a little bit less powerful, but still, still played in the championships, still played at BlizzCon. And um, they did mention one thing that made me think that it could be going away, or they want it to go away very soon, which Mike said that, yeah, you know, Freezing Mage is a great deck, but it's been around for a long time. And generally, they don't like to see decks hang around for a long time. So I guess my question to you guys is, would you like to see Freeze Mage be you know disappear, taken away for whatever that nerf is that that takes it away, or do you do you still think that Freeze Mage should be a big part of the meta? I I I like Freeze Mage. Like Freeze Freeze Mage is a, like a high skill cap deck, which is good for the game, and it's it's a fun deck to play, and there's a lot of decision making. So I, I have nothing against Freeze Mage being a good deck. Um, my issue at the moment in terms of Freeze Mage is that there's a severe kind of lack of heal in the game to deal with the kind of burn that mage has right now like mage has just has so much more burn than any other class and um there aren't that many good ways to deal with it with like not having reno anymore there's there's not that many there hasn't been many good new heal cards um so that's my kind of slight issue with it it's just the lack of ways to deal with it uh, for me, it's also confusing that they see Freeze Mage as such a big issue. Isn't it true for like a lot of other archetypes, like Miracle Rock? Miracle Rock is also still played. It's kind of the same deck. It's just that a lot of cards got like exchanged, but it's still Miracle Rock, or like Midrange Hunter, or like just a lot of decks, right? And it's just that. I don't know. Apparently, Freeze Mage is like such a. It's, it's not necessarily specific. they say it's an issue. I just think that generally, like the way it sounded coming from Mike was that they like to see things change, you know. And Freeze Mage yeah. is one of those those decks that has not changed. It has a ton of basic and classic cards in it, so they'd have to change a lot of those cards for it to be completely removed. So yeah, you know, I I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if it takes a while for it to go away, but it just sounded like that coming from him. Mage Mage has like the strongest class cards, right? Yeah. Pro, pro, yeah. Yeah. That's why yeah. they've always been good in arena, right? So it will always look like Mage just plays a ton of class cards in every archetype. Yeah. The one thing, you know, Jackie, that you mentioned is just not having healing healing across the board to help with it is that hmm. even though you can't with all the classes like Hunter or any of those classes, I mean, there are definite counters to Freeze Mage, though, that are very clear and known and people... You know, it's like Paladin, right? Paladin's got a ton of ways to heal yeah. and and even priest to an extent. So there there are at least with that deck, there there are several ways, I think, to to deal with it or to play around it or or make it very difficult for the Freeze Mage. Where some of the uh, other ones, the, you know, it it used to be super polarizing. I don't think it's quite as crazy polarizing as it used to it, be. They changed yeah. also the classes so they always lack something, right? Druid is lacking uh, heart removal. Rogue is had, uh, lacking bot clears and healing. Yeah. And Shaman is lacking healing now. They, they want to go into a direction that you can ind- identify with the classes as, you know, they can do something better than other classes. Warlock is lacking everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is everything. true. No, they, can card, I, they can draw cards. Though. They can draw cards. Yeah. No, I, I, do, I, do, I, do, I do like the idea of Freeze Mage. Like, no other class has a... Uh, like the ability to kind of like freeze your opponent's board, yeah. so it's really good against minion heavy decks. And I think having that is is good. Like I think having a like Frostnova and Blizzard, for example, are the most annoying decks for a, annoying cards for a deck that's trying to flood the board. Right. Um, but having that kind of answer 
and it's, it's just another way to play the game. Like you don't want all decks to do the same thing. So yeah, I agree right. with what Gara was saying. Yeah, and the way you play around it, I mean, there there are things that you can do too, right? As a uh, an also, opponent to play play against it. Can I say something more sure. about this? Go like Freeze Mage mm-hmm. could have so much. Like I think Freeze Mage is in an excellent spot right now. Like the broken things about Freeze Mage were like the Emperor combo, mm-hmm. uh, where you could just yeah. straight up kill someone in one turn, and like, yeah. like with Icelands and Emperor or like Mad Scientist was a big problem. Now everything is like so much slower the damage is much mm-hmm. less than before and like the setups are much slower you know it's it doesn't feel broken you know yeah and there's different variations of it you know there's there's the uh, gunther you know gunther type there's we've seen some exodia quest types we've seen there's been all kinds of innovations to it and they're all you know roughly the same power level and uh, it's it's been definitely great to see and, and you can always run eat of secrets if if you yeah eaters never been as popular uh, in the last you know three months it's uh, crazy yeah hate eat of secrets okay well let's move through some of these other ones fledge the fledgling in the arena they they definitely did mention that um, it seems to be a big issue they are going to change the drop rate for fledgling which is great because fledgling is as much as we think it's bro is crazy good and standard it is ridiculously broken in arena. Uh, when there's not as many spells and things like that. Um, let's see. Uh, rework. Uh, they mentioned a few things about the ladder. I think nothing to... They're going to rework the ladder. So announcement of announcement. Oh, um, okay. Again. Yeah. Just. I think it's more so for all, all the low-ranked players, like to help out with the low-ranked. And we've talked about that a ton. So right. Nothing, yeah. nothing okay. really to, to go through. <laughs> what um, Blizzard should really do is like... if I, I'm pretty sure they saw like the fledgling issue like from posts and stuff very early, but they should respond faster to the community that the community doesn't feel ignored. Uh, yeah, I think so too, but I don't know. I mean, I, sometimes I think it's based on data. Like maybe there's some data early on. It wasn't so bad, but then, you know, obviously the, the uproar ended up eventually matching what the community was saying. There's probably been some things where the community, the vocal community has come out outraged about something and it actually didn't match the numbers you know and okay they could come I mean, out and just, probably, they could come out and just say it didn't match the numbers right but i mean that's probably the same with quest rogue right because it has such a low win rate it's like yeah well people are complaining about it but it hasn't even got a high win rate so why should we nerf it type of thing yeah but that's um, true it's probably like probably there's some kind of after a while they realize that there are some kind of very polarized stats that are bad for this mm-hmm. state of the game so yeah. Um, it looks like Hunter and Warlock, oh, we, well, actually, the question that we asked, by the way, is that um, we asked a question regarding Disco Warlock and Discard generally, and um, what they thought of it, you know, were we going to see some more? It sounds like that they're not, they're going to add, still play around it, with it to an, a certain extent, but they don't want it to be, I think, the only thing a, a Warlock can do, which is good, because I think the Discard mechanic is very very cumbersome and hard it will be hard and has been hard for them to design you know in a very good way so mm-hmm. that's definitely good but there was a general question about with hunter and warlock struggling um are they going to see something new in this expansion and they they did say that the new expansion is trying to make um you know some classes come back instead of improving on uh, classes that are already good, like Shaman, you know, like in the, the last year with the age, you know, the age of Shaman. 
Uh, so it, it sounds like Warlock, they said Warlock's been really strong and will be strong again. Okay. So, uh, yeah, did you ask actually um, if they do this on purpose? Because in the past, like Hunter had like a reign of terror, right? For over a year or like almost two years. <laughs> the same goes for Zoo. Like Zoo was played all the time. That yeah. they decide to make those classes now weaker for a while. <clears throat> I don't know if they do that. Like, yeah, we didn't ask. I don't think anybody asked that specific question, but... I'm not sure. I don't think they would do it on purpose, right? But if something's particularly struggling, then they'll probably give it maybe too much. Like, kind of keep giving it stuff, and then it's, it gets better and better, and it, but it's not quite good enough. And then they couldn't suddenly give it too much stuff, and suddenly it's OP. Like, Hunter was already the weakest class in GBG with the hand buff mechanic, which was super bad. Well, Hunter's yeah. been... I mean, Hunter's been... Week since you were good at Hunter. I mean, you were known for Hunter. Gar. I mean, seriously, right? It, it, it's been it's been bad. That you know, it's been the weakest class or one of the weakest three classes since that time. So, since Nux rotated it out, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it basically sucks because it just its early game isn't as good as other classes, and Hunter yeah. can't play from behind. Like Hunter has to play from ahead and ahead and you can't even get ahead in the first place <laughs> it but, kind of sucks i mean they tried with the quest but for the most part with hunter it's the same way like if we look back in beta and we're and we let's just say they gave them early game if we went back to the beta and we looked at them with early game it'd be the same type of hunter it'd be just tempo bringing them down yeah. and we you know nowadays we just have a bigger finish than we did way back when but it's the same play style and that's the biggest issue with Hunter for me is that there can't be a class that's just played the exact same way forever. And that's where Hunter is stuck right now. And yeah, that's, they, they're trying, but not really working. <laughs> yeah. It, like they're trying to push this control Hunter archetype, but it's really not working. They need they need the Hunter to be able to summon some pets that heal them somehow with bestial healing or something. And draw some cards as well. Hey, we got Stampede. We, we talked about Stampede last week. There's some yeah, drawing Gar, what, abilities. What do you think about Stampede, Gar? Because we talked we did talk about this last, last week. It's too slow. They just it just ends up first mate you in the face and works you in the face. Yes. When you're gonna play. It's it's just too slow, right? It's like the they, they other classes have cards that draw you cards that are actually, that have good stats, like Draconic Operative, right? Like, yeah. there's so many... It's like Spirit Echoes, right? It's so slow. Like, in the beginning, we saw it being played. It gives you so much value, but it's just too slow, right? All the aggro decks just stomp well, you. Well, the thing about Stampede, though, is it's cheap. And maybe yeah, to, right. maybe to yeah. your argument, if they, they would have made Stampede a body, you know, that, that might have been a little more interesting. Also, yeah, but they nerfed like so many cards. Like, I think it would work if you had like Unleash Hunter's Mark, like it was before. You know, very cheap because you have to clear the yeah. board as well. Right. Yeah, like I think the the mechanic of Starving Buzzard is actually really cool. Like when you're summoning yeah. beasts to draw a card, it's just yeah. way too expensive. Is the problem? Yeah, I would, I would actually like to see that card buffed. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh man, the buzzer days! I remember those days. <laughs> I, I really love those days. So that would. I feel like the timing of some the, the nerfs of some cards was so wrong. Like, taunt, uh, like execute was nerfed right after uh, before they introduced Jade Druid. It's oh. the same expansion. So taunt for like control yes. is already unplayable, and then it's even harder. <laughs> the execute nerf was a good nerf, though. That's yeah, I think that was a good nerf. Better, better, better nerfs they've done. That was. But the thing is that when execute nerf was needed, it wasn't nerfed. You know. Mm. 
Sure, sure. It's kind of the same with Hunter's Mark. Like Hunter is super struggling. <laughs> but okay. yeah, Hunter's Mark is cost one more. So the last thing, I mean, there's definitely a bunch of other things. You can look this up. You guys can always see the show notes um, linked in in the post that I put on chainmanv.tv. But the last thing is an uh, interesting question. Was Ungoro cards surprised that you that do or don't get played? And their answer was plants and pyros. So the plants, which plants were it? Was that? Oh, was it, is it uh, the Sherazim? Yeah, it's the first one I would okay. think about. So yeah. they were surprised that it, it was being played, I guess, because it is being played, right? Pyros is not being played. So okay, yeah. um, I yeah. guess they were surprised at that, which I think it's slowly <laughs> starting to enter people's minds. You know, like I mean, we saw it with some versions of the mage where people are trying to get some value just with it. But in terms of Nazoth, yeah, I mean, it, there's too much evolve go- or devolve going around for it to be any good. Yeah, also there aren't that many other good death row minions right now. Like right now, there's really not that. Outside of like Paladin, where you have like Tyrion, mm-hmm. and obviously you have war- like quite some good stuff in Warrior, there's not really that many good death rolls. There's And also, I don't think Pyros really fits the style of any other mages that are going around yeah. like right now. Like most of the mages are like burn heavy. Um, or you just have the the aggro secret mage. Um, it yeah, doesn't fit into anything. Very very few games come down to just out straight up outvaluing your opponent right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like decks where that is relevant, like let's say versus dragon Pre- uh, priest for example, they would just steal your pyrus and with potion of madness and take it. That's, that's like you cannot never play pyrus in that matchup for example. Right. And just. It's just how the meta is, right? The meta is not about just playing ends off and just outrunning your opponent. And Pyrus is actually the. It's better to play a Doomsayer, for example, right now as a Pyrus on turn two because it actually wins you games. And yeah, but it, you can look uh, use Elise as an example as well. I would. I was expecting like to run Elise in every single control deck, but it's actually just too slow, and the card is actually insane. But so few decks run at least, for example. I still love it, it's regardless. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's still really fun, and it will have a place eventually, I, I believe. Okay, well, why don't we um, move on to uh, the event that was announced, which was Midsummer's Night Fire Festival. And uh, let me show this real quick. So they tweeted this out, and there's, there's an actual post too, but I thought this video thing was pretty interesting. It's basically a big old poster showing you know, Ragnaros and... Um, just a lot of different entertaining type of fire breathing deem petting zoo and all this stuff at this festival. So this is Hearthstone's attempt at doing a, an event, you know, kind of similar to say an overwatch event or, or something like that. It's hard to do an event without having the expansion in Hearthstone, you know, like what can you do? You know, I guess you could have different yeah. backgrounds and things like that. But um, the main thing I think to get that we, we should talk about is just that you'll be earning double gold while completing quests during this week, which begins today. So, um, yeah, what do you guys think? It's kind of neat, right? Yeah, I mean, some some people have, like, com- like obviously, loads of times have spoken over and over again about people complaining about Hearthstone being too expensive and that kind of thing. So um, for them to do this type of thing where people can get more value for their quest or their gold or whatever, it's uh, it's definitely good. And it will probably encourage more people to... Complete the quest and <laughs> play the game. I think the overall gaming meta game has shifted to doing daily quests. Like it, I think it all started with the Facebook mini games. I have so many friends and 
people that I know that just oh, yeah, play yeah. games for doing the quests. They log into Heroes of the Storm, do their yep. daily quests. They go into Hearthstone, every single game, they just do daily quests. And Hearthstone was really lacking, like, a lot of daily quests you can do, you know, that are fun and keep you playing the game. There's, like, so many casual players that just want to do this, and... Well, they don't have definitely any, what the community they don't really wants. have achievements you know achievements and those daily quests that you're talking about are fundamental things in game design now you know it's particularly mobile games it's like i mean if you don't have one you're crazy right <laughs> so yeah. um yeah, the thing that hearthstone does is just they, they don't really have meaningful achievements you know and these quests yeah. are nice and they get you gold but they're they're only <clears throat> The, the same level right they're only like level one and that's it like you finish it you get a gold you finish it you get a gold that's yeah. it and um you know this is still the same thing this isn't changing it it's just it's, yeah. it's rewarding you obviously a bit more as part of the event um also this there's a special tavern brawl too which is um ragnaros and and also a smaller version of him which i have no idea what what that means um but, yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but apparently you can get a, a new emote or something oh, from can playing you? the from the tavern oh, brawl. Yeah, so really? you can only get this emote from playing this tavern brawl or something okay. like that. I, I, I have a billion dollar idea for Blizzard. They should actually expand on the five hundred hero wins up to let's say twenty thousand. Okay. When you have twenty thousand wins, you unlock this super mega golden hero. Do you know how many people would just grind wins? <laughs> yeah, yeah superheroes. <laughs> Yes, I, I've I've said the same thing like many oh, many times. I'm not that exact so thing, but just upping the number and giving at least us something to do, you know, in terms of achieving something. Yeah, no, I like that. And having like achievements where you can unlock like a if like you a new unlock world. this crazy achievement, you get like a card back. Like yeah. a lot of people would be like, "Oh, that's a really cool card back. I'm gonna play my." 20,000 Murlocs I need to play to complete this course. I don't want a card back, dude. <laughs> give, me, give me like a new hero or a skin or something like that. I'll take yeah. that, but card backs are Just anything to do for me. <laughs> like uh, for the downtime for the next expansion, you know? Like yeah, maybe just something really... to aim for, right? Just something yeah, to aim for. Just, just something, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, well, why don't we move on to the next thing, which is um, oh, a teammate of yours, Jackie. In the wild tournament the first wild uh you know exhibition championship i don't know what we call it exactly but the first wild tournament that blizzard has hosted we had uh control from fade to karma make it to the finals against uh able 987 and he came up just a little short man yeah it was so sad it was really like i I actually watched a lot of the tournament and i was supporting him kind of most of the way because i I watch his stream every now and then he's a really entertaining streamer yeah but um yeah he basically just destroys wild like wild is all he plays and so he's like really really good at wild and um yeah it was really good to see him do so well in the tournament unfortunately lost out but um al the player is against was uh was really good so I would love to see more That's more cool. wild tournaments because it's it just gets more like it, it's a format that people will ignore unless there's competitive incentive. Like that's, I, competitive incentive just makes more people play it, and it's yeah. like wild is fun. I've played wild, and wild is great. So I'd love to see more wild tournaments. Yeah, I mean the the thing about wild, I'll, I'll have to say is that I did watch some of it, and you know, for the first few matches I watched, it was like, yeah, this is nice, this is refreshing, kind of seeing some of the old cards and the old types of decks back. But by the time I got to the finals, I have to say it was 
for one, the finals is just a best of five, which was like, gosh, guys, I mean, we should, can't we just make it like a best of seven? Like that would have been mm. a little more interesting given that Pirate Warrior just kills stuff super fast. So like those <laughs> games are over instantly. Um, but, you know, after a while, it's just like, okay, I'm seeing the Pirate Warrior and then, you know, I'm seeing the, the Paladin and you start seeing the same thing over again and then it just becomes the same thing. You know, like it's the same tournament format. You know, just what we see in competitive Hearthstone right now, it just becomes the same thing. So that part of it was like, I, I feel like the wild novelty is short-lived and just like anything else, just like when a new expansion comes out, once people have seen the same thing for enough times, then they're just going to get tired of it. And it's the same thing with wild. It's just with more cards. You know, right? that's, that's the, the same. Thing. I mean, I, I, I disagree with that. Really? I, Cause okay. I think, I think, sta- I think it's exactly the same as standard, right? In standard people just play the same decks. Like you just see, right. you see quest Rook, you just see, uh, burn mage you see jade druid like it's basically the same in wild like there are going to be the best decks that you do see over and over again mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't see how it's different to standard in that aspect. but i feel like back in the days we didn't have the best decks you know like people were playing all sorts of different bad decks let's see let's call it bad yeah. decks. <laughs> right don't you feel the same? like I, I don't like i was watching like in 2014 i was watching every single tournament like that was streamed always it, just to see what new stuff people are coming up with. It was always like something new. People always came up with new decks, new texts all the time, like for a long period of time. And now it feels like when they release expansion, it takes like one weeks to one week to figure out the best decks, and then we will see these decks for like three months. It's it's so different. But now. that's not. But you're you're you calling them best decks. I think is is um, one of the problems with the culture right now because it's. You know, when we see things like Gunther Mage and, and other types of decks pop up in tournaments, and I mean, even look at the latest tournament, right? We started seeing quests, quest mages, and and ramp druids, and things still popping up. Um, you know, there there's still innovation that's possible. It's just very, it's not major innovations, but there's still yeah. innovations that constantly happen, right? But the thing is, it's the cards they print. Like if they print cards like Kazakus that are so incredibly powerful you just are forced to try to make this card viable or yeah. might make the best version of the deck. So what happened was like people tried to build the best Renolock versions, right? We saw different Renolocks, but everyone's playing Renolock. You can't play Handlock for like various reasons, obviously, then have Molten Giants and stuff. But if the Renolock player plays Kazakus, I will always be unfavored because the card is just so yeah. powerful on its own. Well, but look at Kazakus now without Reno. It's yeah. not even close to that level. I mean, I was watching Jackie play yeah. Warlock right with Kazak. It's, it's nothing of the same level as it used to be. So it was more of a combination between having a full heal and then having a crazy powerful control card like Kazak. Yeah, I'm just saying like uh, like mechanics, like the Jade mechanic, you know? It's so powerful that it's stronger than just not playing Jade in a control deck. Like the quest for quest stroke or something like that, you know? It's yeah. just stronger than playing an average deck with like basic cards and whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, in terms of um, kind of people figuring out the best decks after one week of the expansion and then the, just the same decks being seen throughout the whole expansion, I don't think that's been... I think it's been slightly different this expansion because for the first half of the expansion, I don't think many people were playing Paladin at all, whereas towards the end, Paladin's now one of the best classes and has played, like, a lot on ladder and in tournaments. So, Which are actually the, the first most popular decks in the beginning. I don't actually remember... Uh, Quest Rogue, right? Day one with Dog, right? Was, yeah, was Dog. Um, mm. Pirate Warrior was still popular. 
Hard War I think it's become so less popular, popular as the expansion's gone on. I think Hunter was was strong for a brief time too. And then and then Paladin started to take over, and then Priest started to take over, and then and then the well, actually the the Taunt Warrior too, the Quest Warrior was strong very early too. Yeah, so. yeah we, we almost yeah. play the same deck as from the original version, like I mean, the Curator. Only two or three cards have changed since the beginning. I mean, mm. perspective check, guys. Everybody that's always complained about control not being a big part of the meta, that is what we have, okay? <laughs> so, mm. um, you know, hopefully a lot of those people will not be complaining, including myself. You know, it's like, that's, that's why I'm happy with how it is right now. And the things that we're complaining about is a deck that kills control. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's mm. kind yeah. of funny in that way. Um, all right, well, anyways... Uh, Definitely great that Blizzard did a wild tournament. I hope they continue to do it. I just, I just hope they just come up with some more innovation to it. Especially, at least make it different than standard tournaments in some way. You know, you don't have to do the exact same formats and things like that. So, um, hopefully we'll see some more soon. Uh, but speaking of Blizzard tournaments, HTC Shanghai is going to be happening very, very soon. Probably uh, in a day. day in, I think exactly a day, or maybe a day and a half. So, uh, figured we would take a quick look at um, just the decks and maybe just our predictions. We don't actually have to look going in depth with any of the decks, but what is your prediction as to who is going to win? Godlento. Who? Kalento. Oh, Kalento. Godlento. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Easy. Easy. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we got a Kalento pick there. Is that who you chose for your champion? I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. One thing I would say though is uh, <clears throat> I'm kind of quietly supporting um, X Hope because okay. I'm pretty sure he's the only person who's in the tournament who's brought um, Tempo Priest, and I've been a massive fan yes. of Tempo Priest for since the start of the expansion. It's probably one of the decks I've played the most, and um, yeah, so I'll be quietly supporting him. All right. It's the that Lyra. Yeah, that Tempo. Obviously, we did it for Deck of the Week a yeah. couple of weeks ago. Super good. Um, all right, uh, Gara, your pick. Then my champion is also Colento, but only because I'm like his oldest sub. <laughs> so, <laughs> so finally I can see him. Oh, you want a badge. Like, That's, I see how it goes. Okay. So I have to do it. Okay. So you're the All biggest right. supporter. Uh, but I think realistically, who has the best chance is Hoy and Mazi. Uh, I'm like very, very impressed by their performance and their work ethic and also how they play, how they prepare their lineups for the last year or so was always like top notch and i think mars is like a sleeper pick not for pro players but probably like for the just the average viewer uh he's like ex- an extremely good player but also what i noticed uh about him is like he doesn't like i i don't see the pressure you know if he's playing on a big mm-hmm. stage you know he plays exactly the same as when he's at home, like streaming, it's, it's crazy. He's What's really, funny really is good. that there was always this insinuation that he doesn't play that way, which I think might have been a misconception <laughs> because, you know, like mm. people would think that he made misplays, but in the end, you know, well, I think when, no, he, he, when he explains it, they were actually not misplays. Yeah, so he's, he, his funny. thinking process is really, really good. Yeah, it's just he, he didn't drop a game, level. right? Or something yeah. like that when he qualified. He won the regional. Yeah, yeah. And- he went, yeah, he, he was undefeated. Just unbelievable. <laughs> it is pretty crazy. Um, well, sweet. Muzzy's my pick. He was my champion's pick. And I think it's interesting. I mean, the, the lineups, it, it's always about what you bring, right, deck-wise. And yeah. I think Muzzy last, you know, uh, playing the America's Championship, he 
I, I think he did have a read that every that most people didn't, or at least uh, the majority of the players didn't, which was Miracle Rogue, right? Miracle, he brought Miracle Rogue instead of Quest Rogue because Miracle Rogue performed better against both um, aggro and control um, overall versus uh, you know Rogue Quest Rogue just being good against control. So that's kind of the approach that he took. So assuming that he's trying to make a read again, that's the thing I like about Muzzies. He makes reads and then he just builds a lineup based on that specific read that's usually not what everybody else is doing and then he'll go with it and so with this one you know he's got this the control the control mage mixed with you know mid-range paladin which is kind of interesting and and uh jade druid you know kind of, kind of those three together i think is is what makes his pretty unique where Kalento, you know, Kalento has like Taunt Warrior in Quest Rogue and Jade Druid. And it's like yeah. a. <laughs> Kalento is not known for bringing the strongest tournament lineup. <laughs> but he wins anyway. <laughs> it's so funny. He just plays super well, exactly. So he can make up yeah. for it sometimes. So, um, mm. yeah, a lot of times just the strategy of what decks you bring can, can be enough. We'll have to see. It's Hearthstone to an extent, right? You're going to have to see what happens. Um, I'm surprised nobody picked RDU. Like, none of you guys think RDU is going to mm. take it? Nah, Audi sucks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he brought Pyro Warrior, okay. <laughs> no, no. I love you really, Audi. <laughs> oh, man. Audi, you never on the show again. <laughs> I mean, Audi voted for Audi. Like, he's so yeah. confident. So that's enough for everyone. Well, what's interesting about RDU's lineup is he went straight aggro. I mean, he, yeah. it's almost... I mean, except for the mage, the burn mage, but everything else is aggro, so... But it's, His it's read is clear. Weird. His read Actually, is clear. It's conquest. Like it, the, the format is conquest. And yeah. Usually what you're doing conquest is bring the same, like very similar decks that do the same thing. Like target one specific deck uh, that fits with your band strategy or like protect your lineup against one specific deck. Like either you go full aggro or full control usually. And a lot of them just go for random decks. Yeah. In the except that you... Yeah, RDU clearly wants to face Quest Rogue. <laughs> he wants to get three wins right off the bat on Quest Rogue and uh, just kind of get through that. So it's an interesting strategy. It's the part that's always very, very cool to discuss a bit. But we'll see that starting up again. Um, it's going to be like 10 p.m., I believe, on Thursday. So late times, it's the Chinese time zone. So unfortunately for all of us in the West, it's not going to be very great times. But try to catch it if you guys can. And again, that's twitch.tv slash play Hearthstone. Um, all right, well, let's move on. Let's, uh, let's get into, I guess, what we've been doing this week. Uh, so, uh, Gara, actually, we'll start with you, and then we'll get into Jackie. Gara, what have you been doing this week? Anything cool? Any decks you've been doing? Or uh, I know you've been playing Cups, right, today. Oh, uh, yeah, hardcore. I, I wake up, stream for like six hours, and then um, I play an open cup, and then I go to the gym, then I go to play more Hearthstone, and then I go to sleep, and I do that every day. So I play around 12 to 14 hours every day. Uh, I, my goal is to do at least 50 letter games per day. Uh, I still have to do like 10 today. And I'm like at 250 games this month already. Like an Iron Man. Odd. Like a Hearthstone yeah. Iron Man. This is crazy. Yeah, man, that sounds like a pretty strict schedule. <laughs> I, know. Yeah. I know. I'll be at around 1,500 letter games by the end of the month. That's why we're so appreciative you're on the show today because I know we're eating <laughs> up to that, that regimen that's very, very strict. So that's that's crazy. I don't know it's how like, you do it. How do you do it? Dream, like, How do you stay Dream sane? Valencia, Dream Big Valencia is coming up next uh, week, right? Mm -hmm. And I have to prepare for that. And it's the last month for HTC. It's just... 
honestly, it's oh man, it's like the very important part is going to the gym, working out. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm jogging also every day before I start streaming, and I go like do uh, like uh, weightlifting uh, before I go to sleep, and I notice that it really boosts your like overall um, amount of work hours or like uh, or your energy and your your energy and, yeah or, your stress over the entire day handling. it's super important mm-hmm. i think it's very very underrated in, in esports i i know that a lot of like it's a lot of league of legends teams and csgo players are forced to do it like uh, it's part of the contract that they go to the gym i don't know if you know and i think it's very <laughs> no. important wow it's, it's part of the contract yeah, yeah that you that Burn just, a thousand just, calories every day. Stay in shape. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how strict they are. They're, they're like, <laughs> checking out if he's doing his workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can't get off the treadmill yet. <laughs> exactly. Stay on that treadmill. No hearthstone until you're, like, you're done. <laughs> done with that three miles here. No, that's cool. No, it, it, physical activity is is yeah, extremely it's, it's, important to your health so and and good diet as well yeah. like the, if i eat a lot of bad foods i really notice it with like hearthstone is such a mental mentally draining g- uh, game for especially if you do a lot of hours right yeah. and you start misplaying everyone starts misplaying after a certain amount of hours and you try to push that amount of hours you can play with playing as good as possible yeah gotcha you can do what jackie does he works out while he's playing He's like standing and he's like, you know, he's walking, he's, he's definitely getting a workout burning calories. Yeah, no, I got a, obviously I got a standing desk. I'm not standing up now, but having a standing desk is great. Cause like, obviously when you sat down at the desk, you sat down in the same position for hours and hours. And even if it's you've got a good, then, good yeah. quality chair, it's still like, you're not using your muscles. Right? Your back is stiff yeah. as heck by the time you're done with it. It's really, really yeah. tough. Yeah. Anyone who's having any back problems, get a standing desk. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But um, yeah, my week, my week in Hearthstone, I've been playing Warlock all week. Basically, yes. when I was at Seed Story, um, me, Tyler, Mitsuhide, Terence, and Impact all made a bet um, who can get to Legend first, purely with Warlock. And so we've all just been playing Warlock for like the past, uh, past <laughs> few days. Um, Wait, yeah, no one's it's... got Legend yet. <laughs> no one's got Legend yet. I'm, uh, Ball Control has also joined in as well. I'm rank three at the moment. I think Ball Control is also rank three. <laughs> well, but, that's um, really impressive. Yeah, I've tried like every type of Warlock deck under the sun. Like I've played like Handlock, Warlock, Kazakus Warlock, like everything you could possibly think of. Um, and actually, yeah, this is Handlock. And Handlock was actually the deck I probably had the highest win rate with. Like, Handlock was I think if you way kept, better than I thought it would be. I think Honestly, if you played it through straight, you could be legend right now. I, I think you, you were climbing with it, and then you've been switching around, right, and doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, because you, you think, like, oh, Molten Giant got nerfed. Uh, there's no healing Warlock. Handlock must be terrible. But there's actually very little burn in the game outside of Mage. Like, Mage just destroys Warlock. Like, no matter what Warlock you're playing, Mage just destroys you. <laughs> but um, outside of Mage, not that many uh, decks have burn. So putting up big taunts, like taunting up a humongous Razorleaf and that kind of thing, is really good against a lot of decks. I was actually very close to bringing Handlock to Dreamhack Summer. <laughs> when I playtested it, it was really good. Like, like yeah. because... We- you playtested against the two token decks. It's as Jackie said, they don't have a lot of reach. They're like very bot-centric mm-hmm. decks. Like Agro, Druid, and Token Shaman were like the two most 
popular aggro decks. And in Handlock, you can run double Doomsayer, double Hellfire, uh, like Mistress of Mixtures, double Coil, double Shadow Bolt. And those cards are very, very good against uh, Shaman and Druid because they rely on the board. So it was like really performing really well. Yeah, I mean, I can actually see it. Be- like, if you if you were to bring it, though, you'd probably have to ban Mage, right? Like, if you ban Mage, mm-hmm. then I guess yeah. you handle being a thing, right? It's just yeah, but I didn't bring it because I'm like, it's wrong. It must be like I must be high rolling. <laughs> like, it's kind yeah, of- probably. So, <laughs> yeah. so this version, so this version I'm showing doesn't have molten. Like when I was watching you, Jackie, you were playing molten, and I mean, what was really <clears> cool <throat> is that you, I felt like you were able to to go really low with your health. And then just put up that crazy giant taunt wall, and then just win games at the end, or get your axis right and win games. So, yeah, I mean, uh, what happened Molten, here? You've changed it some, right? Yeah, I basically put in the two mistress mixtures instead of the two um, instead of the two moltons, mm-hmm. and I, the moltons were like if you get them off, it's insane. Like you can because obviously if you're at five health, uh, it costs zero mana, so you get on a like super low health against aggro druid or something, and then you slam your moltons and taunt them up, and it's Basically the same as it was it used to be in Handlock. It's insane tempo, right. but you just have to do it at a lower health total. But I found myself just holding... The moments were just sitting in my hand way too often. Like any control matchup, you just never get low enough to play them. And um, aggro matchups, even against like aggro druid and, and token shaman, like because they, they actually have a lot of bursts. Like they have savage roar and bloodlust. And so it's pretty hard to actually get yourself down to a low health total without being kind of burst down. Um, and then torn up. So I just wasn't being able to play them enough. Okay. Okay. Well, well watching you play it, it, it definitely looked like it was strong. And Gara now is confirming too that it's really strong. Uh, and yeah, uh, The cool thing about Warlock is that you can run so many gimmicky tech cards like without really having a drawback. Like if you run them in Paladin, you automatically need to include card draw, right? Like yeah. the more gimmicky, like if you run Hungry Crabs in Control Paladin, you have to run Acolytes and Leon Hands. Mm-hmm else you run out of cards but in in ball you can really abuse the life tab like you can run owls spell breakers you know you can run everything in control Bolo. yeah so it's actually really cool okay well you know we were talking about deck of the week uh, this monday you know um, jackie and i uh, did the mini show with the patrons and um you were i said that we're going to announce which deck we're going to do this week we're going to do this one we're going to do, the, do the, this deck this week, the handlock. So uh, I'll post it up on the Patreon, uh, the Patreon soon. So definitely check that out. We'll talk a little bit more about the Patreons. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think Warlock is good. That's kind of why we themed this, this um, episode Warlock. But uh, why don't we take a look at some of the other ones? You, you have the Kazakus one too, right, that you played? Oh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I played – this is – okay, this deck is – this deck is uh... – <laughs> it's this, not this is jackie's amazing. wacky creation this is officially yeah, jackie's wacky creation yeah okay so i played literally every possible type of warlock you can imagine i've i've played like uh Merlock zoo discard zoo egg zoo handlock kazakus lock <laughs> quest warlock elemental warlock i played literally everything did you do savisa's um, blood bloom uh, I no, I actually didn't do that one. Only good person. But what I, what I would say about Kazakus Warlock is that it was the one deck when I thought initially when I started playing it, I was like, "Well, this is just going to be terrible. But let's try it out anyway." But then I ended up like going on win streaks with it and like thinking, "Wait, why? Why am I going on win streaks with Kazakus Lock? Like, what's going on here?" <laughs> and um, I mean, obviously, Kazakus itself is insane, and the fact that um, Warlock doesn't have access to good healing really whereas kazakus you can get the armor which can make huge impacts also you can blood bloom the kazakus potion which is is pretty insane and i'd say one thing about warlock in general is that 
Warlock just, I think Warlock just has the best AOE out of all the oh, classes. Really? There's so many that's, downsides. That's very overlooked, yeah, I agree. Clearly, yeah. Like, there's so many downsides to Warlock, but AOE is very good. And so if the, met, the meta is very kind of token shaman, aggro druid heavy, then Warlock is, Warlock's pretty good. It's just terrible against mage. <laughs> and Paratoria. Yeah. yeah, I'm Paratoria. So Everything that has reach. Health seems to be like that, that magic missing link element for Warlock just to be broken. You know, and we, we kind of saw it with Reno Lock and, and that dominating for a long time. And now that Reno's gone, you know, now we've seen it kind of take a hit and, and it seems like it's missing something, right, to become super good. Do you guys feel like that or no? Or, or do, you, do you think just yeah. little bits and pieces of the healing that they have available to them, like Siphon and Earthen Ring and, and Mistress is enough? to overcome that uh i was i thought it was on purpose because if they would have replaced reno with another strong healing card then we would still see reno lock being played all the time we would just call it kazako's lock right because yeah. it's still a very very powerful deck but this is what blizzard is trying to do with very expansion right mm -hmm. to that we go away from existing archetypes and play the new archetypes yeah yeah i do i do think i mean that is kind of the kind of theme of warlock right the kind of like you're always worried about your health like because yeah. of life tap and your flame imps and pit lords and that type of thing but if if like say if warlock had a, an antique heal lot type card then i think i think control warlock would be a good deck like after mm -hmm. playing loads of warlock decks i think the more control style is better than the zoo style because of the just how strong the aoe's are basically um yeah yeah okay yeah, right now it seems like there's not a great place for it. And it's great that we're talking about these these um, decks right now just because clearly there is some place for, for Warlock right now. It's just it might not necessarily be the best aggro deck or be the best control deck or be the best mid-range deck, but it's still decent, solid. Might, might just be missing a couple elements that might be coming out in this new expansion to make it pretty good. Um, yeah, I think, I think if Warlock got two good new control cards... I think a control warlock would, would see play. Okay. Yeah, those of you listening to, um, you know, you guys can check out the decks by going to uh, chainmanb.tv. Just look for the, the episode 128. You can see the show notes listed there, the links, and then you can get to these decks. Um, but some interesting cards maybe to list in this one was, um, I think Tar Lurker was pretty interesting <laughs> whenever you'd play it. Cabal Trafficker freaking love that card that never uh, yeah, gets I love played it never great. gets played oh, and it's like another yes. thing i'd say about warlock is the, the demons just aren't good enough i wish yeah, there was more strong demons so things like cabal trafficker and like if you get can play kazakas and get the add two demons to your hand or even the the three mana spell that's draw to add two demons to your hand from so basically draw two demons from your deck like that could see play if there were more kind of powerful demons um i would like i'd like some more powerful demons to be released please blizzard <laughs> you know what demon I get every time is the five five. The, oh, the damage is yeah, your five every time you play a minion. Yeah, oh, terrible. Man. That's a killer. That's definitely a killer every time I get it. Um, but yeah, definitely give this one a try too. This one, if you like the the Kazakis Reno Warlock without Reno, then this is this is definitely <laughs> something to give a try for sure. Okay, well, uh, right now, why don't we give a quick shout out to some of the folks that are listening on iTunes. Uh, a lot of people might not know that Value Town is available to listen in audio form on iTunes as well as Google Play and SoundCloud. So you can check out all those different 
uh, avenues. And uh, SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash TMMB. And then uh, iTunes, you can just go and search for Valuetown or search for Hearthstone, and it comes up. And one way that you can actually help the show out is by leaving a five-star review if you actually like the show in a nice comment. And we've actually got a couple of people who have uh, left a, a new um, review or changed their review, which uh, is even better. So let me, let me give a shout-out to uh, Kunja Sears and then Call Me Mr. J. And I'm just going to talk about Call Me Mr. J because, you know, a while back he left a very, um, a very negative review. On, on the show, and um, but he made a lot of good points. That's a, you know that's a great thing is when when people make make good points. It was pretty strong, but you know I I, I can take it. Okay, <laughs> but uh, he left some really good strong reviews, and then recently he switched his his review just based on some of the things that we've been doing recently. So uh, definitely really appreciate that. That res, you know obviously all reviews um, have an effect on all of us, but when we see somebody with a change of heart, I think it's really cool and it just you know um reinforces the fact that we're doing some you know good things on the show or some good changes so um you know makes us feel good at least makes me feel good (laughs) that we're we're uh, headed maybe in a direction that more people would like uh also i want to give a quick shout out to the patrons that uh that support our show uh value talent is 100 percent supported by the patron right now so you guys are the ones that make this show happen. Without you guys, we wouldn't do the show. Like we wouldn't be able to do the show, or or um, it wouldn't be worth doing the show. So uh, always want to give uh, a little bit of time on the show to give a shout out to some of them. And you know we try to get to different people each time, except for our legendary producer Mike T, because he deserves that shout out every single week for uh, mm-hmm. being you know our top patron. But others: Gary D, David T, Jim G, Graham S. Two Comma Kid, Dr. Rurnat, Lenny P, Lance B, P Floyd Guy 84, and Evie. Thanks so much, guys. And if you guys are that are listening want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash value town and uh, make a pledge today. A quarter, a dollar, any of those things like helps us in a huge way. If everybody that listened to us gave us like a, a dime or a quarter each episode, we'd be doing this forever probably so just think about it like that if you guys can you know manage it i know everybody has has uh, tight funds and things like that but if you can we'd greatly greatly appreciate it um all right next up is our segment underrated or debated which uh gar has never been part of this one so gar this is where we we usually have a couple cards but today we only have one card so we pick one card and we uh, basically make a, a classification. Is it underrated or is it just, are we just getting debated you know, from it? And we try to pick a card that's kind of hard to tell. You know? uh, this week I chose Bitter Tide Hydra just because um, I've been trying it out in like Ram Druid, just trying like, just different things, oddball, oddball things and seeing how it works. And man, I'm starting to realize just how big the, the negative, uh, the penalties that, that you take with Bitter Tide Hydra is every time, you know, wild pyro damages you one or somebody pings you once with their mage or anything like that right and or even a hunter with unleash just decides to just run every one of their hounds into your bitter tide hydra and how how crazy that is but yeah want to get your thoughts what do you think about bitter bitter tide hydra underrated or debated um i'm happy that you picked bitter tide hydra as a card because i was talking about this uh, recently on my stream i think this card specifically shows that Blizzard knows how to actually make good cards. Yes. I think this card is like perfectly designed. It is a very powerful card that you can play in aggro decks, but there's clear counterplay to it, right? You get super punished by 
Volcano, right? Volcano is the absolute prime example. <laughs> you play Beta Tech Hydra, yeah. I play Hydra, uh, Volcano, you basically lose, right? So the way how you use it, it has to be very carefully chosen. You know, if you have two Hydras in your hand or if you're too low on HP that you just play your other cards. But it's obviously super powerful, but it gives like interaction to the, like it really creates like a, like a play between both players uh, are around in that card. I think it's a very, very... Okay, so underrated, I would say. Okay. I don't know if it's underrated because it's, it's played in a lot of decks, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like... It's, it's, it's good. It's really good. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, like, really well-designed card. And the fact that it can actually it can actually give your opponent a win condition when they have no other win condition. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you can be yeah. coming up to... Like there'll be some games where you like steamroll and then you're like, oh yes, five and eight, eight on on turn five. Let's close out the game. But then the closer games, it comes comes up to turn five, and you're like, I do I even play this? Like I could. It sits like, in your hand, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, this could. You could be like slightly ahead, but then the only way you can actually lose the game is by playing the Hydra, and you don't play it. Like it's, it's it just makes makes you think. Like most most both players think it can. Yeah. Like your opponent, like when your opponent plays Beta Hydra, and you're like, well, can I actually? find a way to win just by hitting his hydra a lot of times just ignore his face and literally just like freezing the hydra and pinging it for example yeah. doing that loads of times mm-hmm. um it's definitely it's a really interesting card and yeah it's like com- you can compare it to uh fell reaver right the the five minute eight eight mech that uh whenever you burn three cards when you uh, when your opponent played a card it discarded three cards mm-hmm. from your deck yep which was definitely stronger than this because you didn't care about cards being discarded from your deck, and so a lot of the time it didn't have a real downside. Whereas this have a has a very kind of noticeable downside. Yeah, I think to Gara's point, you know, I, this card does show that Blizzard's design of these cards that are low mana and hot big bodies has improved. You know, whether it's it's Fel Reaver or it's even four mana seven seven. You know, the penalties just weren't quite deep enough. You know, or yeah. it wasn't tricky enough that, or immediate enough, uh, immediate enough that um, the players had to navigate it. You know, they could just like, oh, I'm just throwing it down on curve, and that should be enough for me to finish the game. Now, like you said, it's an actual risk to actually put it on the board at any time, and you having to navigate that is where you know additional skill is involved. Um, so that's really really cool. It can be silenced too. You know, there still can be even interactions that you yeah. can synergize with it. Like with so. Barnes, you pull it like it's played in silence breeze. There's yeah. so many things you can. Even though the, the text doesn't look that crazy, there's so many things you can yeah. do. Like both players can do with this card. But make sure you don't menagerie order it, guys, because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was doing, and that was really really bad. So um, yeah, I think I'd give it a, an under. It's kind of tough because it's like it's underrated because of I think how well it's designed, but at the same time it's a little bit debated because it's an eight eight body that can kill yeah. you. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's it's uh, it's somewhere in the middle, and that, I feel like that's a, a perfect card for for this type of segment. Um, okay, well uh, the next up we're gonna do some uh, Mechatorks Workshop, which I know a lot of you guys love, and Mechatorks is. Uh, where we come up with our own custom cards. And it's a fun way for us to to show some creativity from our uh, patrons and some of our fans, as well as ourselves. Uh, also, it's a way to give some ideas maybe to Blizzard if they're watching, <laughs> like if they need any ideas, I don't know, whatever, right? Uh, so first off, we've got a card from Raydan, who's one of our patrons. And it is a... That's a, that's a rogue card, right? A three-mana rogue yeah. spell. That's a um, common card. 
That's fungal poison. Give your weapon plus four attack and your spells cost two more. Okay, so the, your spells in your hand cost two more, I'm assuming. Yeah. That would be pretty crazy if all your spells <laughs> cost two more. Yeah, so I'm assuming when the weapon is destroyed, your spells go back to costing yeah, normal I think mana. Yeah, so. I think so. I mean, giving your weapon plus four attack is pretty huge. And a lot of the time, you're daggering on, on two as rogue, right? So you dagger on two, then you use this, kill the Tar Creeper, <laughs> and then you have another. Like, I think... That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean... Is it better than two poisons? I mean, it's only one card. It's probably... It's not better than two poisons, right? Two poisons are, are, are only two mana, and you get more... You get the same... Yeah, damage, I mean, the right? issue is that rogue is, rogue is generally so spell-heavy, and your hand is very often just going to be a load of spells, and it's, it's going to... like the, yeah. Your spells costing two extra more is going to be a huge downside, and I would say it probably isn't worth the upside. Okay. What yeah. do you think, Gar? You would play this in Agro Rogue... Assassin's Blade plus this and go face. That's true. Every turn. That's true. That's that's probably true. Easy. That would be a good card for Agro Rogue, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're playing it like a minion heavy, like Pirate Rogue maybe, like doesn't run really many spells at all. Oh, what was was the other card called? The buffs a minion plus four attack? Yeah, the oil. It was four mana, right? Yes, it was four mana. Yeah, four mana, give a minion plus three attack and plus two attack and your weapon plus... It's plus three and three, right? I thought it was both three. Right? Yeah, yeah, plus three and yeah. three. Plus three, plus three. Yeah. Four, no. It's kind of similar a bit, but like a drawback. I do definitely play this in Agro. Yeah, there's definitely a drawback. I mean, at least the drawback requires you to do something in, in order, right? Yeah. Versus just like whatever. Like you wouldn't play this in Quest Rogue or in Miracle Rogue. It's no. Because yeah. you, you need your spells to be cheap. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Interesting card, though. I, I, I do wish they would do something with weapons, um, with the rogue, and they do yeah, have it's... they do have envenomous. I, I still think envenom will will be played at some point, but um, I don't know. It's just that they take too much damage. <laughs> if that isn't happens. it sad that they're going away from uh, with Warrior as well from like weapons? focusing on weapons and go more on playing taunt minions. Like that makes really a lot of people like upset from what I've seen. It's just Warrior really represents like the class that just equips weapons, you know, and smacks the Do you the really the want them to have more weapons? Really? <laughs> I mean, what about like shield? Six just weapons. think about it. Just think about it introducing a shield card, not just a weapon card. Okay, all right. The, like that shield reduces card. damage, you know, like let's say a shield that reduces damage three times by two or something like that. Okay. Every. <laughs> Yeah, there's just cool things you can do. But just spamming taunt minions, it's like it's another curve deck, you know, just just spam minions. It's yeah. like there's so many decks of well, that sort. Well, they were trying to make Protect the King something, right? And obviously that wasn't working. Bolster wasn't working. So they finally just said, screw it. We're just going to make super good taunt minions. And then that's our Protect the King. <laughs> that's how we protect our king. <laughs> but I know what you I, mean, mean. I don't think, I definitely know what you mean. I don't think pirate rogue is that far off being a good deck. No, I don't think so either. It's close. Like if they had one or two cards that interact with the weapons and you could play the um the Lucky Do Buccaneer, which is I believe it's a six mana five five that gets plus four four plus four plus four if your weapon has uh three or more attack. Um and so it can basically be like the um the Draconid Crusher, like people played that loads in like Pirate Warriors, like a six mana, six mana nine nine. 
Um, so if, if Rogue did have more weapon buffs, then that could I think that card could definitely see play. It really always comes down to the... Yeah, please let us have a, a balanced core set, right? Like, um, yeah, Druid and Warrior and Mage, those are like the only... And Rogue are the only classes that have multiple viable archetypes, right? Compared to a Priest or Paladin or Hunter, just because their class cards are so much weaker. Yeah. Like, Warrix is a good card. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Okay, well, let's move on to the next card, which uh, is from Matt H. He actually has two cards that I wanted to show at the same time because he introduces a new keyword and a new concept that's called uh, reinforced. And the, the reinforced keyword or this concept that he has uh, involves how many unplayed mana crystals or unused mana crystals uh you know, we have, or the person that's playing this card has, uh, and it affects like their opponent. So, for example, he has a five mana. Actually, we didn't even did we did we? Oh, yeah, already talked about the other card. Uh, for this one, it's a there's two cards: five mana, a six five body, Ag- Agnes the Protected. It's a legendary card. It's a priest card. So it's a reinforced keyword, and it says enemy spells that target this minion must use additional mana equal to your unused mana crystals. So uh, an example would be this. If I, if, this is five mana, right? If I played this guy on turn seven and I just purposely left two manas, you know, like wasted two mana crystals, um, my opponent would have to spend an extra two mana for any spells that he did, he used on his turn. So it's basically using any of my wasted, like it, it's a purpose for me to waste mana, where right now there's no purpose for you to waste mana. You want to use all your mana every single turn. So um, uh, so he has a Caprice card that does that. He has a, a Mage card that's six mana. It's called Equalizer uh, Gennadius. It's a 3-6 body, legendary, reinforce. Your opponent cannot play a minion with a mana cost less than your unused mana crystals. So yeah, <laughs> what do you guys think about this? This is really different, right? Yeah, yeah this is a really kind of complicated and cool idea like say the, the the priest card for example like you can yeah. play it like you said on say turn seven and then your opponent can't file on portlet mm-hmm. um and i would say the it's the effect is probably too niche um however the stat line it being a six five like it's not a terrible stat line it's basically a <sighs> It's, it's a it's good like, why would you want to? I guess the thing is, though, why would you want to? Like, would you, would you purposely on turn seven, for example, you, uh, just pass instead of using your hero power? Like, I mean, you would with this card, but yeah, but that's how many point, situations right? is, is it going to? Yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there's another situation where you just like, let's say you have control of the board, you don't use any mana on a single turn, and they're forced to either play a minion, or in the mage's case, they can't even play a minion. Right. Yeah. So you you play those type of turns, which is <laughs> kind of crazy. You can only play Byroblast or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the mana, the mana flood, uh, the flooding of mana is overrated. We could mm-hmm. see this specifically when um, they introduced the uh, the priest legendary for Reno decks. The what is it called? The Erza, the five mana five five that makes your right. power cost zero mana. Oh, yeah, Raza, Raza, Raza the, the chain. Yeah, because you thought, oh, wow, I can just you know, and so I can use my mana for doing other things, and 
in the end, nobody even played that card in oh, the Oh, you're talking priest. about the, um, yeah, the, um, what's her name? The legend where you, yeah. that turn, you, right, you just, um, you can cast any spell, basically, right, for nothing? No, 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 you the 5-5-5-5, five, 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 the makes your hero power cost zero if oh, you're okay. Is, like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, that's Raza, but how does that right. save your... Like, it's yeah. like, the, like, it didn't matter if your hero power costed zero or two. It's like, it, you felt like, oh, oh my god, now I have, like, two oh, okay. extra mana. I see what you mean, right. And then okay. it, it, it's like, yeah, people just, it, it, it looked greater on paper than it was in reality. You know, yeah. it's... And yeah, I think it I is similar with these cards that you basically want to still curve out, right? The goal is to just not flood mana. And so you would want to play a good card for five mana on turn five, let's say Draconic Operative, and then play like a good mana, a good card on turn six. Like you don't want to play a bad card like off curve, if that makes sense. So your opponent has... And a, a lot of the removal cards are usually very cheap as well. It's like in Hearthstone, like every removal card. Hex... Shadow of Death. For example, if you play this on five, my Shadow of Death costs five mana, right? But I can still kind of death it on curve. Yes, it's a little bit more expensive, but I can still remove it, right? It's not really like... Right now we have like so powerful cards that give me some something strong on the board, but give me an additional like value or a crazy benefit, like Operator, mm-hmm. for example. Like I have a five mana five six, which is arguably stronger than five mana six five, but it gives me a card from your deck that's like incomparably much stronger than just having a small like downside of you removing this card. It's we have more broken cards pretty much. But the idea is super interesting, yeah, for sure. But I think it has to be a little bit more broken for this to see play, you know, just to compete with the other I, existing cards. I think it's a great concept. Um yeah, I think definitely. it's I think it's an additional complexity to Hearthstone that a lot of us would like to see at least a lot of the people that follow competitive scene and things like that would like to see just because um you know hearthstone at times can seem very linear can you know some of the the skill cap to it it seems to be um you know limited to an extent and this adds like an additional level of complexity to it where you have to think even through even more turns now that's probably one of the reasons why they'll never add it to just because it's too complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's but that's super you complicated. know, like it, hopefully we'll get to a point where something like this can be accessible. You know, like where I mean, there's there are some absolutely crazy things you could like take the mage card for example. If you were to play that and like have leftover mana against the deck like Quest Rogue, and then they just can't play any minions and they don't have any yeah. removal in their deck. So <laughs> you, just kill them you would just win the game on the spot by like by leave having mana over with. Oh, is it is it just for the turn you play it or forever? I think it's forever, right? It's um, is I it like a battle cry. I thought it was like while it's on the board. Yeah, oh. yeah. So it's well, not well, a problem, then, right? while it's on the just... board. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if it's a win condition against Gretschok, then it's. A, it's, hey, a it's, it's not like we don't have decks right now. There. are Absolute hundred percent win conditions against other other decks like, yeah. like uh, Druid, awesome. right? So um, I think the mage one is would would be a lot more likely yeah, to play than yeah, the that mage card. Like yeah. like aggro decks can't play cheap minions. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you play this on six. They can't play cheap minions anymore. Rip totem shaman. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. That card is amazing. 
<laughs> imagine if, it, imagine right if it's <laughs> priest versus mage and they both have this minion on the board they both have their own minions on the board so the mage can't cast about but, but that's bad in a way right if the opponent can't do anything anymore like that's like it would be maybe fun for the guy who plays the card but for the opponents like you can't be that limited, talk about right? non-interactive yeah, yeah it'd be very uninteractive <laughs> it's very one-sided I can't interactive play a card? i guess i lost I mean, you can use spells. You can use spells. Right? Well, not if, in, not if you're the priest. <laughs> not, not if you use the priest no. card. Then you can't use spells, right? That, that's only... You can only use spells on the target, on that minion, right? It's not in general. So Agrodex will have to play Dirty Red. Oh, you're card. right. You're right. It's only targeting that one. Okay. <laughs> that's true. Oh, yeah. The mage one's much better. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, the mage one is... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thanks a lot for... Sending those at least that card in, um, Matt. But Jackie's got a card here too, which I'm going to bring up. Let me. Yeah, mine's a lot less, uh, less a lot less exciting. <laughs> is it the is it the one that we talked about? Um, where we no, uh, we were talking about a, ideas, but okay. It's like a Bola class card here. Me, it was it was yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no way. It's, it's very close to that. It's what is this? Okay, okay, let me do this. Sorry, this is a four mana warlock card, three five demon, <laughs> cruel medic rare, battle cry deal four damage to your hero, <laughs> death, death rattle restore eight health to your hero. Okay. All right, talk yeah. us, talk us through that, man. Talk us through this. I mean, I think like eventually, I think there does need to be some kind of good. Well, there does need to be some kind of healing warlock. Whether it be, it doesn't. It's they're not going to get anything like antique heal bot that's insane. But maybe some kind of heal where there is a downside. So this is obviously like this is going to be pretty bad against aggro. Like you're just dropping this on turn four, and you're just damaging your face. It's not that great stat line and it's not really doing that much whereas in the long run you're getting kind of you're essentially getting a three five that restores four health um so it's kind of similar to jinyu but um with like an immediate downside mm. okay okay <laughs> That's... what is interesting is that volok never used a class card that healed it himself they always used uh, neutral healing heal bot reno fast years well, yeah yeah i mean they, they have heal. stuff available right but they just don't like siphon soul but it was it sack was like kind of damage heal a little bit related right mm -hmm. like the free mana card was like really bad the drain life right but drain life yeah. <laughs> it's kind of interesting yeah but, I think uh, it's, yeah i think it's pretty cool yeah, yeah I, I think i'm gonna i wish i would have made one that was similar because I think that damaging your hero, there's there are not enough cards that reward a warlock for damaging himself. Yet there are a lot of cards that damage themselves, right? Like yeah. there's life tap. There's you know there's there's probably five cards, like four or five cards that damage a uh, a warlock right now. And um, it would be cool if there was just more advantage. You know, we used to have what was the, the minion that that um, buffed itself every time you damaged yourself. Um, oh, the five and a four four dude. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. He was good way back. What was that? What's yeah. the name of that card? Oh my gosh. Um, it would be nice if we could see a card like that again. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 cards that are like synergy cards with some sort. This is like a synergy card, right? Yeah. Whenever you damage yourself, 
cuts with with a great benefit after completing a synergy, right? They have to be good, uh, like viable, great. and yeah. drawback cards as well, like the Hydra. It's cool to see both ways, right? Very powerful synergy cards. So you have to do something, like collect multiple cards that you get a good benefit. Like this, you could combine with the the Urza, or is it Urza that uh, procs a definite minion, like the legendary? Oh, Umbra. Yeah, it's Umbra. Yeah. I thought you were f thinking about that. So you can run multiple death rattles in Warlock and then just heal yourself, you know, just for eight, bam, then you get another plus eight heal. Stuff yeah, like that is really And I was kind of thinking about Nazoth a little bit because, like, Nazoth, oh. like, you, you have Mistress of Mixtures, which is literally one of the best healing cards for Warlock, and yeah. then, like, this would be good as well. Um, but, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's just because like, Warlock... Like, they have cards like, like Felfire Potion, which is, like, compared to, like, Dragonfire Potion, Dragonfire Potion's, like... One of the best, considered one of the best AOEs in the game. Warlock has basically the same thing, except you do five damage to your face, and you because there's no healing, you just can't play that card. All right, I guess the real question is just, can it afford another spot that just incrementally heals them? You know, versus a lot. Four is a decent amount, though. I, you know, if it was three, it'd be harder for me to justify that. But the body itself isn't going to really sustain for very long in, in the current meta. Uh, maybe against shamans, okay? You know, it would force at least some kind of removal. For force him to have a, a flame tongue totem or something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think if you give warlock a good healing card, it would just get completely yeah, abused. Yeah, absolutely, and like the OPs. I think if, if if they do print a warlock healing card, it would have to be kind of along these lines where it is yeah. dodgy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good dodgy. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Um, all right. Well, uh, great card there. And again, thanks to everybody that wrote uh, or at least sent in their Mechatorch Workshop card. If you want to, if you're a patron, patrons get first priority, obviously. If you want to write in or uh, send us some of your own uh, card ideas, you can go to Hearthstone or hearthcards.net and make your own cards and send them to us. You can email those to valuetown at chainmanv.tv and we'll take a look at them and try to find the, the best uh, you know, four or five of them that we can each week. All right, we've got some email questions too, which you can email those also at <laughs> uh, at chainmv.tv. Uh, also, you know what? Another thing with the, uh, the Q&A for each episode, you can actually come to the Discord too and ask them, uh, especially in the, in the Hearthstone channel. Maybe I'll make a Valuetown Q&A channel soon. Go to discord.gg.chainmv and uh, you can see the channels. And that, that's going to be another outlet for you to ask questions. All right, first one is Davin P, who's a patron. Last Brawl was the worst yet. Yes, let's start off with some positivity here. <laughs> Patches equals 99.99% win. So if you, and just for those of you wondering what, what he's talking about, the last Tyrant Ball, you chose uh, one card that you, you know, it's like a one card meta where you got 22 of those cards. And then you would get eight class cards, I believe. And you would just battle, you know, whoever it was. So a lot of people pick Patches. You know, patches obviously was was a a good choice given that you can just keep summoning two patches and that's that sort of thing. If you were to suggest a new Angoro themed brawl, such as Rag versus Nox, which legendary NPCs would you like to see? Would it be a duel or a co-op explorers? Hmm. Okay, all right. Hmm. So, which two? I guess here characters. Would I, I would say I would say Yogg and Nogginfogger, and it would just be a complete <laughs> RNG fiesta. But Yogg was obviously not from Angora, <laughs> so instead I'll go with um, 
Swamp King Dread against King Mosh. Oh, that's a good, that's a dinosaur good choice. Fight. Good choice. Um, How about you, Gara? Yeah. Boy, that's a tough one. Like a cool, I I would have went for the York as well, right? Um, <laughs> it sounds crazy. I'm trying to think uh, of what the legends are right now. Um, it it'd have to be like dinosaur versus dinosaur, right? Or, or, is it or elemental. Or elemental. Or elemental. Oh, true. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or Calamos or something. Yeah, Calamos versus... Or you could have elementals versus dinosaurs. And you have okay, like, there we go. There we go. Osrock and Calamos oh, against yeah, yeah, King yeah, yeah. Mosh and oh, Queen oh. Carnassa. <laughs> Wait, what's the biggest... Is it a druid dinosaur that is the biggest one? Oh, oh, uh, oh, wait, are we talking Tyrantus here? Oh, Tyrantus. Tyrantus. Versus Calamos. Tyrantus versus Calamus, yeah. man. That's like that's like Godzilla versus uh, <laughs> what's an elemental? What's an anim- elemental kind of anime manga type of thing? Uh, yeah. Was there an elemental monster being in those Japanese films? I don't even remember. Don't Maybe, not. So. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Tyrantus versus. I like the Dread versus Mosh though. That's a good one. <laughs> It's like watching Jurassic Park, the la- the latest Jurassic, the, the yeah Jur- Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park, right? Jurassic, yeah Jurassic Park. I'm all I'm getting the man my dinosaur terms on this stuff. Where they had the Tyrannosaurus Rex, the original T Rex versus the new T Rex. Did you see that? Did you guys ever see that in the movies? No, there was like a modified T Rex versus the old T Rex from the the old that movies. Was cool. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Uh, all right, so next question we got from Matt H is a pretty long one. But try to sum it. We'll try to summarize a little bit. I would like to present some thoughtful opposition to a common thread I've picked up over the past weeks across two or three Hearthstone podcasts. This is the notion that Hearthstone is too expensive. I'm a casual, mostly a free-to-play player, based on that I limit monetary investment to only new expansion releases while the discount is in effect. That said, I've played for a while now and have close to a full collection. On the whole, I found I haven't found it difficult to have most of the best cards because the best cards are, the, are no more expensive to craft than any of the other cards in the same rarity. For this reason, net decking will always be so pervasive because it's not hard enough to acquire all the cards in many of the top decks. I am therefore concerned about the new policy to eliminate duplicate legendaries. So this is completely opposite, right, of what everybody's saying. That it raises the odds of opening the key legendaries and means that we will be selling even more of the current cancer decks in the meta. If it were up to me, packs would be more expensive, and I would love to see Blizzard implement a new rarity class that is offered at a significantly lower rate compared to legendaries. That would also be totally uncraftable. Ideally, this would be built around cards that would not serve as simply a way to enhance already polished decks, but to instead provide another way to inject more variety into the meta. Okay, so this is a total counter-argument to the whole um, uh, just no duplicate legendary change being a positive and he wants it sounds like he wants to get to the point where there are cards that people don't have and that's just how it should be you know and it can even get to the point where we have like super rare cards that just pop up maybe like one every twenty thousand, and only some people have it right and others don't so what do you guys think about that I mean, I think there are cards that, I mean, there are cards that people don't have like I play Hearthstone pretty much every, hours and hours pretty much every single day of my life 
And I've spent a, a lot of money on Hearthstone as well, and I still don't have anywhere near all the cards. And I don't have any golden cards either, because I used to be a free-to-play player. Like, I used to never want to play... Like, before I became, like, a professional freeman player, I would never want to spend money on the game. I would just kind of grind away through Arena trying to get gold. Uh, and it's only when I became a streamer that I started, like, doing pack openings and stuff like that. But um, I think that the, the... Like, giving people more kind of... Making cards easy to get means that instead of... Basically, he's saying kind of the flip way of how I think it. He's kind of saying that it's easy to get the popular legendaries, and so more people will play the best decks. I kind of think of it the other way, where it's people get the best legendaries first, and then if they have more uh, gold or dust, then they have more freedom to get the more quirky legendaries and try different things. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And that's the, yeah, that's the way I would think of it and i, I think so, it's so, so many people ask always like in comments like what is the first legendary i should craft right yeah. and they usually craft uh, patches or like a legendaries for a tier one deck and then they yeah. don't have the legendaries even for the fun decks yeah and i mean it doesn't have to be a fun deck right it, like i think it's, it's more like you know trying to mix and match stuff and um that that's going to happen more likely, obviously, in lower levels and in more of the, those casual ranks than at the t at the top. But to Jackie's point and to Gar's point, that's what people do. People want to be efficient with their way of playing Hearthstone most of the time. So they'll craft a Tier 1 deck and try to get as many wins so they can get more gold and they can buy more, more uh, cards and packs and things like that. So um, I know where he's going with that, and... Like, from a competitive level, I don't think we can do that. Like, you have to have even... I don't know. I feel like you should have an even playing field whenever you're talking yeah. about, like, a pro scene for, for Hearthstone. But, um, like, as a, as a good player, you always expect your opponent to have all cards when you queue mm -hmm. leather. Like, you never go with the mindset, oh, maybe my opponent doesn't have, you know, patches in his Pirate Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> right? You always expect your opponent to have the... the, the Best deck, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but another thing is definitely Hearthstone, also in my opinion, is way too expensive. But come on, man, it's 2017. Microtransactions, that's what we need, dude. It's like no fun to spend money on Hearthstone, right? It's so, I feel like it's, for all the other games I'm playing, it's so much more fun to spend money on because you get cool stuff for your money. In Hearthstone, it's just packs, you know? It's it's kind of boring. I don't know, just buying packs and then. But what it's could you the do? Like, like what? Like what, a lot of cool things, like boards, you know. Uh, okay. Like sounds different. Like oh, the same. Like, the, yeah, the sound packages like, are definitely something. Yeah. Dude, voice. Blizzard is known for the most epic gaming soundtrack out of all games, like with World of Warcraft, Warcraft Three, Warcraft Two, and yeah. everything. And in in Hearthstone, you have the same stupid. <laughs> Tavern sound for three years, dude. It's triggering me so hard. Like, why do we not have like different music? Like in, in harsh, I don't get it. Like Blizzard is really known for like epic orchestra yeah, they and whatnot. Could, they could make they could make there's new so ones. many things. Different heroes. There's so many different heroes. Like, 
I don't know, silver cards instead of golden cards. And this, uh, this is oh Yeah, what? Like, what? It is no, true. Like, you can just do so many, like, they can do so many random slots. things. And, 50 deck yeah. slots. I, I don't care. Like, 50 deck slots. <laughs> I mean, one thing I would do. Do you know how long it takes to get 18, man? People love spending money on that stuff. One thing I would disagree with is when you said um, opening packs is boring. I think opening packs is boring for a professional player because you do have to have all the cards and you kind of need the cards. Yeah, but when you're a player who doesn't, totally who doesn't have many it doesn't have many cards and they're kind of like, oh, I really want to get this card, then pack opening is pretty exciting. For yeah. them, for, you know, uh, I guess for them it's more frustrating when you open the same legendary like four times in a row. Then yeah. it should be more that's, Then that's not going to happen anymore. Yeah, that's definitely exactly. not going to happen anymore. I think it's a good change. Yeah. So overall, I, I do wish that there was a sense of there, there were these type of rarities, but it's not so much the cards themselves. It's just like the foil around them that there is still some kind of impressiveness that, that you could have where it's uncraftable. But in terms of the actual cards and, you know, having the utilities and, you know, as tools and stuff, I, I don't think that the player should be, you know, it's that separate. Like there shouldn't be a guy that has the most powerful card in Hearthstone and nobody else has it. That's what, therefore he's the world champion. You know, that should never happen. You know, that's, that's just not oh, a, a good It's like this, you remember the starter pack with one legendary and five packs or something? Yeah. That was super cheap. Stuff like this has to happen like on a regular basis. Yeah, I think it you will. Know, this, I think it's this discount combos where you get like three legendaries and a bunch of packs. Volcanosaur. I mean, Volcanosaur, that day before the expansion last uh, for Angoro. That, that was, was a fun day. I mean, all of you guys were streaming. Everyone crazy. played it. Yeah, it was crazy so bad, fun days, it. man. It was awesome. We need that. We so need stuff like that. I know. Ever since just then, Volcanosaur has not been touched. <laughs> but... imagine, just, imagine for YouTube content, if you get one card, you know, per week. For me, for example, I make YouTube content since the beginning of time. And now it's so stale. Like, you can't make deck tech videos because it's like the same meta decks, you know? Uh, it's like you want to make a Warlock deck, but you when, when you make a video about that, it's usually a bad deck with a very bad win rate, and then you feel bad about posting it. And you know what? Igara, this gives me an idea like that's going to actually be the Genesis is going to be right here at this moment on this, uh, on this show, or at least one, for a segment that we're going to do. I think maybe Jackie or throughout there. Why don't we do this? Why don't we, for next week, we, uh, we pick a card, and Gara, we'll let you pick the card. We pick a card, and we let you guys build a deck. Pretend everybody gets this card free for a day, and we'll let you guys build like the best deck, and we're going to pick the best deck that somebody submits to us. So, um, and, and you just kind of show it off, and obviously, you know, hopefully have them be proud <laughs> that we picked their deck. So what card would that be, Gara? So it has to be. I have to like check the. <laughs> so we have to build. It, so basically, we're all going to be set a challenge to build a deck around one specific. Including all the card. listeners too. All the listeners. Okay. We'll pick yeah, a, a best be, listeners deck, and then we, you know. But, yeah, but it has to be an Ungoro card that is basically is not in one of the top meta decks right now. It doesn't. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be un, like not played, and it has yes, to be. Yes, please don't pick Stonehill Defender. <laughs> somewhat <laughs> iconic, so some kind of like theme yeah. or something, so that you can build around it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely give you a second to do that. And while we're doing that, I'll just give a, a quick, um, quick uh, reminder that we are doing a deck of the week each week for Value Town. You can actually find the deck of the week on the Patreon site. So patreon.com slash Value Town. And it's public to everybody. The only thing that we tried to uh, make special for our patrons is that our, our patrons are our guests on that mini show that we do every Monday. And um, what we do is we just share our experiences with that deck. We play it all week and... 
um, compare winning percentages and maybe some of the big elements and tips that we we've kind of come to learn <laughs> through losing or or just as as we've been playing the decks. A lot of times Jackie's played the decks a lot, so he just gives us tips <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> but yeah, that's been a lot of fun, and I think a lot of the patrons have been really enjoying it. And I know a lot of p- other folks that aren't patrons also been really appreciating it. So um, yeah, if you can partake. Definitely go check that out. And we always just do the mini show on Discord. It's just an audio-only thing that we make uh, public. You can listen to some of them, too, if you go to that page. They're public, too, to everybody. So, uh, yeah, Deck of the Week is always really, really cool. Just another thing that we've been starting up doing with Value Town. You picked the card right. yet, Gara? I'm like, trying to kill I, time here, dude. I, I, I have <laughs> Get over the card, Jesus. Right, I, I give you four cards, that, and you choose one of them. I, okay. I like four okay. cards that I really like. One is Jungle Giants. Oh, okay. Quest. All right, all right. Um, Swamp King Dread. Swamp King Dread. Yes, yes, I like. Yeah, that. the Hunter Legendary. Uh, Dinosize. Yes, Dinosize. Okay. And the Molten Blade. It's actually is it four or five cards? Yeah, one of them. Okay. Molten okay. Blade. Which one would you choose? Right. Not, not Swamp King Dread and not Molten Blade. Okay. So, so Jungle Giants, Dinosize. Jungle Giants, Dinosize. Or, yeah. I, think I would say Jungle Giants. Jungle Giants, really Jungle cool Giants is going to be more interesting than Dino Size. You can literally Dino Size anything. Like, I don't know yeah. if there's really much building around with Dino Size. Yeah, because on my quest list, uh, power level, I think Jungle Giants was like the fifth worst quest. <laughs> so it's like middle field. It's yeah. kind of like on the verge to be like, okay. It is yeah. middle of the... Like, I have played it quite a lot. And I think it's, I think it's the most underrated quest. It's not yeah. one of the best. It's, it's not one of the best quests, but it's also not one of the worst. It is like it is like you said, kind of. In the surprisingly, middle, it's, not hard to complete. It's just you can't yeah. complete it fast, obviously. So, um, okay, let's do that. Jungle Giants, guys. Druid quest. I know a lot of you guys might not have it, unfortunately. You guys, that ain't that is not one of the quests. I'm sure you guys <laughs> have to craft, right? But if you guys want to partake, or you can actually just build a deck even without you know playing it. But um, build the deck, submit it to us, send it to us, valuetown.chamavy.tv, and we will pick whose deck that we think is going to be the greatest. We'll come up with a name for it. But we can thank Gara for this uh, for this uh, idea. I guess as to having you guys build build decks for us. All right, well, why don't we wrap up? It's a great show. Gara, I know you got to get back and get some workout done or do some workouts before you, you get on to, you know, continuing the Iron Man of Hearthstone <laughs> title and role that you have. But uh, you want to do any shout outs right now? Uh, where can people find you? Um, to my Twitter, at TempoGara, and to my YouTube channel, Garabest Shaman. I do a lot of content, and obviously my stream, Twitch TV slash Garabest Shaman. Um, shout out to my team, Temple Storm. I'm there with them for a very, very, very long time. Hopefully for another very, very, very long time to, to come. <laughs> I'm very happy, especially with Reynard. It's so cool to have like a, a boss that is like so like we're like friends mm-hmm. and it's like a very cool relationship and yeah, I'm very happy and that's it. I still and remember when he found you, you, man. I still remember when he found you way back when, man. <laughs> oh, that's so dope. That yeah, was so dope. yeah, I remember that. That was awesome, dude. Um, oh, of course, man. Then, you know, of course, it's been great having you on. And and again, like it's been way too long since we've had you. So I'm glad that we we got a chance to uh, figure out a good. It's just I have to win something, a major again, and then, then <laughs> you don't have to. What's up? I mean, you don't have. I'm like, hey, Jamie, what's up? We talked about having you on actually a couple weeks ago. It's just we didn't, you know, <laughs> we've been we've been going through like this this host change. That's why it's it's been a little bit. Uh, this is actually a very good time zone uh, time slot for me now. Okay, with my schedule. Awesome. Sounds good. All right, Jackie, shout outs. 
Yeah, uh, check out my Twitter, F2K underscore, underscore Jackie. Uh, I mean, this has been streamed on my channel, Jackie Chan. I stream <laughs> yeah. like pretty much every day. Um, Be sure to sub and use your Twitch Prime subs on this channel and follow. Yeah, us yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, thanks, Chaman, as usual, for uh, hosting this show. It's really good to have kind of joined the team. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, thank you to all our patrons who uh, support us and uh, keep us going, keep us strong. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, for those of you wondering where Allie is, she's uh, she's actually in Shanghai with a bunch of the uh, some other uh, personalities that are hanging out for the expansion announcement. So she'll be back. She'll give us the lowdown on everything at HTT in Shanghai and, and all that fun stuff. So uh, she'll be back next week. Uh, but I do want to give a quick promo of Streamer Showdown this Friday. We're going to be, uh, people are wondering when we're going to do the next one. Well, Yep, it's going to be this Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, for those of you wondering what Streamer Showdown is, it's the game show that I do with Evindexus. And, um, you know, we, we have different editions, but the Hearthstone edition, obviously, is the one that you guys care about. And it's going to be Noxious hosting, of course. And then it's going to be Dog, Tice, and then Jackie. It's going to be the, the third. Uh, <laughs> the picture here. looks nothing like me. I know. You need to get a better picture, dude. You totally need to get a better picture. I don't take pictures, man. Pictures Jesus, looks like the most dangerous opponent. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't want to face this. That's awesome. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So yeah, oh, definitely good. check that out. It's gonna be on Tice's channel, twitch.tv slash Tice uh T-H-I-J-S-H-S on uh Friday. And uh, if you haven't watched it in the past, we've had a great time. We we do all kinds of segments, trivia, family feud, pictionary, emojis, dank memes, you you name it. We're, and we've got a new game segment this week that we're going to be introducing so you guys are going to definitely want to check it out very very high hearthstone specific so I, i'm sure you guys will love it uh but on um on top of that follow uh me on twi- uh, twitter at chainmanv follow the show on twitter at value town gg and you can find all the shows on youtube.com slash all the episodes past episodes and then this one will be posted a little bit later also itunes just to remind you on audio as well as google play find us leave reviews let people know because we're trying to get trying to build up that audio audience a little bit more too. But that's gonna be it, guys, for Value Town this week. So for Gara, Jackie Chan, and Cham MV, we will see you next time. Later. Yeah.